Uh, welcome to another episode of the Play to the Whistle podcast. Myself, Jesse, joined with T. Kieran, just about gone time. How are you doing, guys? Yeah, man, I'm good, man. What are you saying? What are you saying, Kieran? You good? Cheek of the sky, you know. <laughs> Cheek of the sky. <laughs> it's all yeah. right, though. It's all right. It's all right. I, know, I know things are a bit tricky for you with the result yesterday. So, you know, it's, we're not going to let it slide. Yeah, man. Yeah, well, obviously, the just start. Let's start from there. <laughs> to be fair, it's quite. It's, it's kind of good that we recorded today. To be honest, because if we recorded yesterday, it'd have been a mess. Because I think that's one of the worst games I've seen, like from like United since he's been in charge, and that's not even an exaggeration. Um, I think everyone played shit. To be quite honest with you, pretty much more or less. Mason's goal was fantastic. Great strike. But apart from that, it was a shambles. Um, trying to play up from the back, moving the ball slow, the usual stuff. I think the goal the goal that Tielemann scores, we've conceded that goal to Leicester about three or four times now. The exact same goal, playing out from De Gea. Someone gets caught on the ball. They win it literally on, on our 18 and they score. It's the same thing. So nothing's... No one's learning from their mistakes. They're not. Are they even rewatching tapes? Because if they have, they would have seen that we've done that, like that exact same goal three or four times. Um, I think Maguire, I, as much as I defend him, which I think he's usually consistent, he was terrible yesterday. Um, I think you could. He's there's an argument. All four goals was his fault. Um, he's awful. Luke Shaw was terrible yesterday as well. Um, just just start to finish. It was just a mess, and it's one of them. I, I looked at that. I looked at this fixture. And I, I was expecting a draw. I was expecting to get beat like that. But I think the writing's on the wall for him. And I don't even think that's like jumping to any conclusions or anything like that. But we're playing the exact same type of way, making the same mistakes for the last two years now. But nothing's changing. And nothing's going to change with him in charge. So I know they've come out and said, yeah, you know, we're 100% behind you. They have to say that. You know, that's no wins in three now. We conceded 10 already this season. It's just looking awful. And I don't think that's an exaggeration at all. Yeah, no, I, I agree wow. with you 100%. No, no, I agree with that 100%. Mm. I think, I think, um, that's the worst that I've I've seen United play in a, in a long time. I know the the form's always up and down with United, but I think in terms of just the like the, there was no like pressure on Leicester at all. Like Leicester done everything that United should have done in that game. Leicester played like a city yes uh, on Saturday. He just literally pressed every time um, United had the ball. There was a Leicester player on top of him. And I agree with what you said, Jesse. I think Maguire just, I don't know what it was, but he just looked switched off the whole game completely. Obviously for for the goals, yeah, he's definitely at fault for them. But I think apart from Greenwood, I think the whole team literally were poor. I think Rashford coming on, obviously got a goal, but I think, I just think it's not enough, man. I think, I think all his time is done now. I think he's, you're looking at the games now that are coming after this, after the the Leicester game. Realistically, how many like how many points are you going to get out of them as well? And then obviously you've got the Champions League game in between that as well. 
it's it's tough, man. And and this is probably the perfect time to to either get rid of him. But the question I was going to ask ask Kieran, do you think he'll resign, or do you think it'll be a case that the board will have to, the club will have to sack him? Uh, I'm gonna I want to ask you a question, and then yeah, he's not <laughs> going to resign. No, no, no. Then because I want to touch on the performances from both sides, but yeah. he's not going to resign, and he won't get sacked. <laughs> so whoever wanted Oli in and all of that stuff good you're going to be stuck with him enjoy it back the manager do what you've got to do it's, it's not going to happen um, the, we, what we makes know you what say that Sorry, before you carry on what, what makes you say that Oli won't resign because he's not fit for purpose in that job and he hasn't been since about when was that international break after the first uh, the, the first few months he took over I think it was like March or April He's not been fit for purpose since the United lost to Arsenal, I think it was. And he should have resigned at the end Perhaps. of that season. Perhaps. So he's not going. And his press conferences tell you he's not going. I can't remember what he said. I saw the, the quote on, uh, on Twitter. I didn't, I didn't watch the press conference. But he said something like he's not sure what the issue is. Maybe we need more legs. Is, is that my United manager? He's not going. <laughs> The board won't sack it. I'm laughing because what else can you do? It's like on it's like on FM when oh, when when you let the assistant do the do the presses for you, and they, they, you know sometimes they're just talking the weirdest smack. So, but <laughs> listen, um, the board the board don't sack him until there, there's no one there's no one really realistically available that will want to take that job or they can get in. I know Conte's been mentioned, but that that with that board and that manager nightmare. So, but yeah, look, listen. Uh, going to the performance, Harry Maguire played badly because he's not a good defender. That is the reason. He might be unfit. He might no, be that's not true. No, he's not. He's not. I think he's. I think he's. I think he's a very good defender. He's an average. He's an average defender for me. And <laughs> them goals happen. Them goals happen all the time with him. And that's why whenever he comes up against good players or smart players. That's not, what not always though, Gus. Not not always. Like you've got to give him a bit. Of, since he's joined United, he has improved. There's a, there's a clear difference when he's on the pitch and when he's not. I know he yeah. was you terrible know, yesterday. But do you know why that is? Average. Average is like a, a strong. Do you know? Do you know why? Do you know why that is? Because Bailly has been dreadful for the last two years. Phil Jones, for whatever's going on, has been dreadful. And Lindelof is one of the worst centre backs in the Prem. Like. I've yeah, he is. That's true. yeah, so of course he looks of course he looks great. He's I'm not saying he's a bad defender, I just think he's average. If you cross balls in the box, set pieces, he'll 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 clear them. But he, he's very average. If you put him in a bottom 10 side, they will go one or two places higher because he is average. He's an average Premier League player. He can't no. play out from the back, not really. He does the thing where he dribbles forward and then he comes back and passes it to Luke Shaw for England and United. He's not... When people say he's good at passing and whatever, Lindelof has shown more intent going forward and with through ball, he got the assist yesterday. Lindelof is a better, much better on the ball than he is. I think people see the way Van Dijk plays out the back when they, when they talk about Maguire. That's not what Maguire does. So I don't actually know as a defender what he does apart from head the ball away when crosses are going in a box and just shout at the referee. No, no, he, he's 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 decent playing out the back. He's not he's not fantastic at it. But average. You, you <laughs> see that there's a no. He's not average. He's not average. Average. There's loads of average defenders in the prem. There's average defenders that play for England when he's not playing. There's a big difference to when he's on the pitch and when he's not on the pitch. He's not I'm not saying he's world class, but he's not average. But yeah, apart from 
No, no, it's just what I think. Yeah, it's just what I've seen for club and country. Like when he's not on the pitch, there is a there is a difference. But um, no, I think it's the the other thing with with Oli is that like he generally doesn't have a clue, and even to what you just said, what he said, like he can't put his finger on it, or he said we're in great form apart from that result. Like he's he's not the third game without a win. He's in a, he's in a different universe. Look, if he thinks this is great form, what he's seen so far, even in the wins, then we've got to be watching different like football that like we must be because we've not been great in any game this season. The only game that we played well in was Leeds, and we can see we've still conceded two goals. And and that was going to be my other point. Man United haven't played apart from Leeds, and that performance yesterday was not for me that was an anomaly they played that badly before they've just not that's the standard it's just because Jamie Vardy and Leicester they look like they come to form they played well I'll come to that in a moment but the two what typifies that performance for United the last thing I'll say the two goals that United scored which I know I'm going to pay homage to Jesse because you've said this the whole time that first strike from Greenwood could be one of the goals of the month great strike And the second one was a through ball from Lindelof. There was no build-up play. He just played it through the defence. It was bad defending. And Rashford, with his speed, got... And it was a really good finish. And that's been Oli's whole Man United career. That's it. They're good finishes. but Yeah, yeah, exactly. So this is not an anomaly with Maguire. I'll move off Maguire. I just don't think think he's that good. He's not bad. He's just average. And... Man United just through sheer just talent. There's too much talent in that team for them to not finish fourth or fifth, and Oli will only get sacked if the fourth is in danger. And I've said before, Oli is a is a manager that will get teams relegated. Luckily, he's had the signings, but had he not had the signings, Man United would be where Arsenal are at the moment. With no disrespect to Arsenal, but that that's where United would be couple points above the relegation zone it's just the Ronaldo's Varane's you can't even use Sancho probably for crying out loud like it's a mess it's too many there's too many factors that you see with this squad yeah that tell you that he's the problem all these guys Fred Pogba um, even Matic not I'm trying to think of something else they all go on international duty and they're a million dollars yeah for all their different countries, regardless of the level, they all play well for their countries. They come back and they're all shit. And then people in the press, the journals, the pundits, they want to lay into the players like it's their fault, yeah? We're, how can you play that good for your country then come back and play this shit for us? And what is the factor? Is that people are scared to say that it's the manager's fault. It's his fault. He picks a team. I don't know. God knows what they're doing in training like three or four times a week. <laughs> Smiling and vibes, isn't it? Yeah, videos for Twitter and Instagram. That's it. Yeah. So, but look, the writing has to be on the wall, man. Like, they, they, nothing is going to happen under this manager. Like, nothing at all. And even, even you know, you know, he doesn't even instill any confidence. He just talks absolute nonsense in all his press conferences. I said that from the start, man. He it sounds like he's in one competition to to, to manage sense. United for a week. It's like a surprise to him knowing it, like that he's, he's the manager yeah. sometimes, the way he talks. Like, he, yeah, that's even like, his comments when he's talking about, like, oh, I think Rashford may need to concentrate on his football. He got 36 goal involvements last season. He's the reason you're still in the fucking job. He wouldn't, even, he wouldn't be in a job without him. So if he wasn't concentrating on football, you wouldn't even be here right now. 
Can we um can we can it's, we pay homage to um to to Leicester? I'm just about to do yeah. that. I'm just yeah, about on, to do that because I think I think even when the game's two two, well, what I'll say about Oli before I move on to Leicester is when the game's two two, you gotta see that game out, man. Just get a point and just go it's back to Manchester. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But in terms of Leicester, I thought, like I said before, <clears throat> they pressed from the start. They never stopped at all. I thought Tillemans was. <laughs> Like he's he's too in a way he's too good for Leicester and that's not again no disrespect to Leicester he's just too good to be at that level in terms of Leicester he should be at a, a top club like a Liverpool like a Liverpool I think that'd be a brilliant signing for them but yeah you look at those two goals I think Vardy eighty three minutes and then Dakar it was embarrassing it was embarrassing to see them two goals go in the way that they went in and eight, yeah Rashford eighty two minutes so when it's eighty two minutes there's eight minutes plus stoppage time <laughs> left. You just got to see the game out and get a point, and then it doesn't look as. I mean, it's the poor performance. I think would still be highlighted from Ollie's perspective and how poor United played. But if you get a point out of it, it kind of takes a bit of the sting out of it a little bit, and it was just it just collapsed in the last ten minutes for United. But in terms of Leicester, brilliant from start to end. I thought, um, yeah, Vardy. Obviously, we know what he's he's capable of. I thought Johnny Evans had a brilliant game as well. Um, yeah, it was just it was just it was a it was a proper Leicester performance that we'd seen last last season as well. But just just going back to to Leicester, Jesse, what what was your thoughts on on Leicester? Excellent, but it's what I was kind of saying like last week. Like last week, I just feel like once they get all their players come back to fitness, they'll start to obviously go up the table. They're, they're, you know, good manager, very good style of play. They switch between formations. Obviously, they switch to back three. Comfortable, like like I said a few weeks ago, you know they switched the back three, <laughs> and they're playing well. But um, it's just it's the same old guys for them, though, isn't it? Like Johnny Evans had a good game. Siunchu played better than he has the last few weeks. Tillman's was excellent. Ricardo Pereira down the right, down the right. I feel to be fair, it was a good team. But I think all of, yeah. all of them players, yeah, yeah, as usual, as usual for that team. And yeah, you have to credit. Especially, I like what I liked with Vardy's goal was the movement. You know, he's obviously, he's got very good movement, but how he, like, faints, makes a second run, peels off, Ever- um, peels off Maguire and scores. It was, good, it was a good move, good finish. Tillman's goal was excellent as well. Mm-hmm. But yeah, yeah, look, they, I think the goal for Dakar, obviously, is just, it's just a tap-in, but it's good instinct. It's good for him to get his, get a Premier League goal under his belt now. I think that's his first, isn't it? I think, I think you're right. Yeah, yeah, it was so, his first one. So it's good for him to get that under his belt now. So maybe he can obviously hit the ground running. And they've got a good little situation there at top now. You know, three strikers all in formal scoring goals. Um, midfielders come back into form. Evans is back now. They're looking good again. Mm. Yeah, I'd have no, to no, agree definitely. With that. Yeah. Um, should we move on to a, a team in Rad up north that is actually doing well and playing good football and has a good manager? Uh, Liverpool um, good win yesterday to be fair obviously they won 5-0 against Watford I think Watford were that bad and Liverpool were that good then work, work that one out but yeah I felt, I felt like they um, obviously you know they played really well uh, the, <laughs> Danny Rose has had a mare yesterday to be fair but um, Salah's pass for that for that first goal they should have like a the one. season yeah, because that, that was that was ridiculous. Outrageous um, kick. And I think one of you was saying that a couple of weeks ago, Mane, he's, he's 
kind of hit the ground running this season. He's, he's hit form, and I think Liverpool need that. And Firmino got a hat trick. And what, what was nice about Firmino's goals were they were poachers' goals, which which I don't think we're used to seeing from Firmino as much. And I think if he if he can try and continue that this season, you know, five six games and get those kind of goals, especially in tight games. Um, Again, we're going to be talking about Liverpool come sort of, you know, April, May time for obviously the big, the big trophies. So, I thought, I thought um, they played extremely well. Watford's new manager, I, I think they're going down. <laughs> they just they look all over the place. They look dreadful. Um, I don't see them doing much in, in the window come January. And because I think they they started getting five at the back like a proper five four one. <laughs> I don't know what they were expecting. Um, but I, I wanted to um to to ask. Uh, I'll start with T dot. What do you think about the um you know the, the Liverpool performance? And yeah, I know you had a few doubts about their their midfield. They obviously had the, the injury to Harvey Elliott. But um yeah, would would how you, how you feeling about Liverpool's performance and, and how they're doing at the moment and their start to the season? Yeah, obviously Liverpool are Liverpool, so I think obviously they they play well. They've got to keep their players fit. But like I've said before, I think they're there for me. I look at obviously their performance against Watford and how well Salah and Mane played two key players who they'll lose. Obviously, I've mentioned before for a considerable period of time after the Christmas period for the African Cup of Nations. But I still think. I still think they'll probably have to go in and maybe bring in a, a couple of one or two players, maybe a midfielder, and obviously maybe a striker. I don't know. I don't know what their situation will be come Christmas. But in terms of the way they played yesterday, first class, world class. <laughs> Salah's probably the best player in the world right now, mm. without being biased or nothing like that against any other players. But I think, um, I think he's world class. I think he's the best player in the world. Just his, his 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 movement, his pace. Like, like you said, Daniel Rose didn't know his ass from his elbow because he was just he was just run ragged. And Marnie as well. It's good to see Marnie hitting a bit of form. He had a bit of a, a dip in season last year, so he's done really well. I think Robertson, Trent, keep them two fit as well. Two two brilliant players there. So yeah, then they've they've got a lot, and, and we got to remember as well. They didn't like the goalkeeper didn't even. Eat, uh, I can't forget his name now, but he didn't even have Keller, yeah. yeah, he didn't have nothing to do the whole game. I think Liverpool had eighty three or eighty six percent possession, unheard of in a Premier League game. Like that doesn't really happen in most Premier League games. So, yeah, Liverpool, as long as they can keep the the core of that team fit, and obviously they can sort of sustain that momentum if and when Salah and Mane return after the African Cup of Nations as well. Obviously, they're league league contenders, title contenders as well. Um, yeah, it's going to be it's going to be interesting for me because obviously, from a Chelsea perspective, obviously I want to see them slip up, but they don't look like they're going to do that anytime mm-hmm. soon. Anyway, mm-hmm. what what your what's your thoughts, Jesse? What do you think? They're ferocious. Like it's kind of scary. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. I think they're com- they're complete opposite of every what we said about United. I think they're the complete opposite. Like. They've got everyone's everyone's on fire. Um, I think the scariest part for me with them is when they make changes, like they play exactly the same way. And I think that's the scariest part of it. Like 
I think one of the goals, um, Nico Williams got an assist, didn't he? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, this is... Uh, it's kind of, it's just kind of mad. Like, Jota's already scored a few goals. I agree with what Kieran said about the hat-trick as well. They're all in a six-yard box. They're all very good runs from Firmino as well. And I think that will do wonders for his confidence as well. And mm. that's something that's important for Liverpool because with him, if he can continue scoring goals, same with Jota, and then they get, like, goals from Trent, Robbo, and the rest of the other players in midfield, to be quite honest, if teams ain't near Liverpool in January, could be done. But they've got to be near them before African Cup of Nations. If they're not near them, then I don't really see anyone like, you know, causing any threat to them if they're not near them at that point. Because even if, you know, they're going to miss them two players, but if everyone else is scoring or they're scoring goals in different ways, different patterns of plays, which we know they can and they have been doing, then they'll still be competitive in January, early February without them. But yeah, they're, they're playing terrific stuff, man. I wanted to add, um, they look, I mean, we know we knew this was going to happen anyway, but they look solid at the back. Like I feel like with having like the, the, the Matip-Van uh, Dyke partnership, I think with having those two there, everyone seems to have confidence. Like the fullbacks, you know, they can bomb on. The midfield look a lot more assured. Like they don't even look like they're second guessing, thinking, "Oh, I might just have to hang back," or because like they just. And I think, I think Matip probably probably one of the best signings in terms of value for money. So it was a free, wasn't it? Under under Klopp's reign, I think that that signing has really gone under the radar. For a lot of people, like if you're looking at people say sort of Salah and um, uh, obviously Alisson, Van Dyke, but I think my tip actually when he's playing them, part of that unit is so important for them as well. Really, really helps. Yeah, definitely, man. Um, he's had a, he's been very good this season. Um, yeah, and, and yeah, everyone's just looked solid for them, man. Like even Milner's obviously had a bad game, but obviously against City, but. Apart from that, more or less, everyone that's come into the team has has produced and done the goods and contributed to the team, man. The, the games that Curtis Jones has come in and played, he's played well. Naby Keita so, as well. Keita. Mm. Um, what's your other guy? Oh, I just had his... He's just on the tip of my tongue. But yeah, everyone that's come in for them, they've played well and they're all contributing. Quick question yeah. for um, T Dot. Salah's goal yesterday is that better than the one against Man City? Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, hundred percent, hundred percent. The fact that he takes on, I think, three Watford players. I think he sends Kafkart to the shop and back, and he still manages to. Yeah, and he still manages to get the shot off as well. Back for me. <laughs> yeah, like it's it was, the, and that part. That's the, what makes him world class, though. Yeah, man, the little soul roll beating the man, chopped. Come back. That's, that's crazy stuff. <laughs> but you, you got to think, all three of them defenders were scared to touch him because if they touch him, goes down. he goes down. It's a penalty. But it's the quickness as well. I don't think they even had the... They didn't think that it, was, it happened all too quick for them. So they weren't even on, on, the, on the ball anyway. But yeah, like I said before, he's he's the best player in, in, in the world right now for me, hands down. So yeah, well, it, well, while he's doing things like that, I agree with what Jesse said in terms of them 
running away with the league. That can easily happen. If, if one of like a Chelsea or a City or them kind of teams drop off and Salah comes back after the Cup and African Cup of Nations and does that again, might as well hand them the league. <laughs> and I think they've they've been linked. I've, I've been seeing it lately. Like they keep they're getting linked to wingers now. So it's like they've been linked with um, Rafinha from Leeds. Mm, very they've been linked with the boy from Watford, Saw. So I reckon they they probably will make a move in January anyway for at least one player. But yeah, mm. man, they they're just annoyingly looking good, though. <laughs> In every in every position. Mm. So, yeah. And just lastly on Salah, obviously I, I agree with what, what Fia said. I think he's the best player in the world at the moment. But I think the other thing was what he's doing now is like he's working like he's he's working his socks off as well. Like, mm. like when he loses the ball, he's giving Trent like way more protection than he used to. And he's he's more he's He's more effective in the build-up play when the goals, like when he's not involved in obviously scoring, he's in the build-up for the other goals. And he's playing, yeah, he's playing really, he's playing really well, man. This is like the he's playing at his peak. And I know, yeah, I know, man. the last few seasons he scored like forty odd goals or thirty goals, and he's still been scoring goals. But this season, I don't know what he's so added a lot more up. to his game. Yeah, yeah he's yeah, adding a lot like, more to the game now. This feels like his peak. That makes sense. That yeah. contract's around the corner, though, isn't it? Half a mil. Yeah, that's half what, a that's mil. That's what he wants. No, he does, he, at the he, moment, he, he he's playing it. like a half a mil a week player. Yeah. It's interesting to see what's going to happen with that situation because obviously you've got all the vultures circling now. They're going to, you know, they don't want to break their pay structure for one player. Yeah. Yeah. So it's going to be interesting to see what they do, but they're gonna, they might have to. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to seeing how that pans out, to be fair, but. I think I think that if they want to, they've got to keep him. They know that there's no one, like I just said, there's no one else out there that's better than him. So you're gonna have to pay him the pee and and, and yeah, know, I think it, it happens. Peas. It happens at most clubs though. Like when you know, there's always players that want more money. Some just not deserving or not deserving of it. They're just not worth it. Like because they're not good enough. Like when Herrera's, he wanted like three hundred and fifty grand a week, and he's you know he's not good at anything. You can just go and get that somewhere else, isn't it? And like, same as other players, mate. I don't know if Wijnaldum tried to do the same thing with Liverpool, but they they didn't budge. But I think they might have to with Salah because they're not. You know, You're not getting another Salah somewhere else. They're not getting thirty plus goals off the right from anywhere, mm. anyone else. So you have to see how that one pans out. Should we uh, we talk about the other title contenders? Which I think I think we'll agree on don't, Chelsea. Don't call, them, don't call them that, cuz. No, you don't have to call them that, but I'm going to call them that. Cause they, they, are, my, they are. I, 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 don't, I don't mean my top three. No, so, so talk, they are. They are touch on this. about the game, yeah. It was difficult, man. It was a difficult game. I, I think, obviously, Brentford, we know what they can do to teams. We've seen that in the past with... Um, with Liverpool obviously getting getting a point with them and, and beating Arsenal on the opening game of the season. But it was going to be difficult for us because we knew obviously we were going to be missing Rudiger and um, Thiago Silva obviously couldn't play in that game. So there was going to be some sort of inexperience to an extent at the back. Um, Centre-backs, obviously, Melang making his debut, had a brilliant game. Mm. 
uh, Chalaba as well. I thought played really well. But the key two key players for me in that game was um, was obviously Mendy, who I'm going to talk about later, and um, Ruben Loftus Cheek, who I thought after the Achilles injury that he's had and he's come back in. He's gave Thomas Tuchel no option but to play him now because of the way that he's he's hit that form and he's playing really well. I thought he was he was probably the best player apart from Mendy. But um, yeah, Brighton made Brighton didn't make it easy for Chelsea at all. I think it was <clears throat> excuse me. You go into that sort of forty minute mark in the game and it's still nil nil. And luckily, obviously Ben Chilwell, who he's like mixed mixed um, opinions amongst Chelsea fans. Some people would rather see Alonso playing, some would rather see Chilwell. But for him to get that goal off, off the back of the, the England goal that he got as well and the goal that I think he scored before the international break, um, it was needed because if I'm honest, I couldn't see where we were going to get a goal from. Lukaku was starved of the service again. Werner, I'm, I'm sick of kind of saying it, but he's, he's doing everything right. It's just not... I don't know. It's just not scoring. And I think watching him for the um, international break in, for Germany, he scored two amazing goals. And he comes back. It's kind of what you said, Jesse. This is what, when you said about um, players going for going to their country, playing really well, but coming back, I don't know if it's something Tuchel's telling him to do that he's, he's not liking or, or what, but it just seems a bit weird how he can do it for Germany. But when it comes to Chelsea, he can't. But in terms of, in terms of the game itself, I thought it was a brilliant game for us. It was a it was a three point game that we needed to win. Did we deserve it? I think so. I, I'd say so. Yeah, because I think you know Brentford we, we were in control of the game. Brentford didn't really have much really um, apart from the last ten minutes when I don't know what happened to Melangsaw and Chalabar, but they kind of just maybe again that inexperience maybe was starting to show. We should have brought Reese James on ten minutes before we brought Reese James on because it was just something needed to change, but. Mendy kept us in the game, man. He he he's got to be spoken about as a world class goalkeeper. I know I keep saying world class tonight, but he's got to be spoken about as one of the world class goalkeepers now. Because for me, he like he's 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 pulling off saves that you think he's going to hit the back of the net, and the way he, I, he keeps doing it, he keeps doing it consistently now. Where he's saving saving us, you know, the heartache of not getting three points, and and I don't think he gets enough credit. I think as well. In my opinion, I think a lot of people, certain Chelsea fans as well, don't really see him as like a world-class goalkeeper, but he's, he's got to be up there now. He has to be. I don't know what, I'm going to throw it to Kieran. I don't know what you think, whether you think he's he's in that world-class bracket, maybe with yeah. Adonis Ruma or someone like that. Do, do, you know, do you know what's weird with Mendy? Because he was excellent yesterday. And I, I thought I thought Brentford were unlucky not to steal something from the game. I know what you mean, like Chelsea had probably done enough, but had it finished one one, you said, you know what, fair enough. Like you know, but I think you not know, the thing is with Mendy. I think people see him as one of the best in the world, but they don't see him as world class. If that makes sense, that there's probably a couple of keepers that they maybe rate a bit higher. But I, I think I think he's uh, a sensational keeper. Good with his feet. I think we talked about this before. Good with his feet. Good shot stopper. Um, he's, he's good in the air. There's not there's not many things about his game that you look at and you think, yeah, he can't do that. And I think, what is, what is it now? Has he got 20 Premier League clean sheets or was that just last season alone? Or is that... I think that's all together. Like, the amount of clean yeah. sheets he's got to games, that ratio, and with no disrespect to the Chelsea defence, but they do give away chances. He's not a mug in it. Do you know what I mean? So, yeah, yeah definitely, like, got, got to pay homage to him. And for sure, like, without him, Chelsea probably are 
three or four more points off the pace, in fairness. I think there's a couple of games that, that He-Man probably either don't win or, or you drop a couple of points. But that's what that's what the worrying yeah. thing is, though, for me. I think, sorry to cut you there, but I think yeah. the worrying thing is, and I've said it on here before, is that we aren't playing the best football this season. We're not playing amazing. We're not playing the way that City play or Liverpool, like, you know, playing against like a Watford. We're not smashing teams or nothing like that, which is, for me, is kind of worrying because at some point, the shit is going to hit the fan. And do you know what I mean? Like, you are starting to look at Lukaku now. I think, you know, he's not really scoring enough goals for me in terms of what we know Lukaku can do. But it's well, early I, days as well. Go can on, I, can, I, can I just ask though? Yeah, I mean, it's a question for both of you really, but teams will drop form at some point of the season. And I feel like more often than not, if you drop form, you're going for the league, you drop form around September, October, November time and come back. That's probably the best time for your form not to be great. And if you can grind out wins and get a couple of wins here and there, that's good. Like City kind of did it last season they had that obviously it was a really bad start but around September they weren't all firing but they, they always do that though. I think City always have a slow start to a season but I, that's what I, I mean think. like I, I feel I feel like and it's a similar I know we're going to talk about um, Newcastle Spurs in a bit but the same with Harry Kane will have like a not so great August September but he'll hit format mm-hmm. right I'm just saying like is uh, for a team going for the league is that just okay his face <laughs> no, even even like Lukaku, I feel like is is it good to just have, dash Kane in there, you know? <laughs> what? No, 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 no. What I'm oh. saying is, if you, if you're bringing in Lukaku as well, isn't it better that if they're gonna score 25, you know, plus a season, that they have their dip in form now? And isn't that just quite normal? No, no one, no one's winning and scoring all season round. But I, I, maybe I'll throw it at Jesse because I know he's, he's smiling when when Lukaku's name got brought up. No, no. Well, I think it's six games out of goal, but I think it's what I was saying, like, when we done the, the recording live, yeah? I just feel like they're not playing to their strengths. And for all, you know, all the hype and people just talking nonsense about, uh, he's some changed man, he's gone Italy and he's changed. And he's not, he's the same player. And that's not a bad thing either. It's just, just but... I think he's changed playing. in some ways, though. I think he's changed in some aspects, though. I think that's just. I think it's been hyped up, man, and glorified. I, I think what yeah, I'm it's been seeing hyped up, but I think there's some truth to it as well, though. Slight, but not like major. Mm. Ball still bounces mm. off him like a brick wall, like majority of the time. But the way the, the way to get the no, but the way to get the best out of him is what I'm saying before. It's like playing him like high and wide in spaces, and it's like not playing to feet, playing it in behind for him to run onto, like when he's on the shoulder, and. Like obviously building up the play when he's in the box, he's dangerous. But if it's out of the box and like the team's playing high, you got to put in spaces for him. There's no point playing it into him. He's not that guy. So I think it's things like that. But I think him and Werner will click eventually. I think that's the right way to go. I yeah, don't it's, know. Gonna, it's gonna take time, isn't it? Yeah, it will take time. And I don't know about the make the the midfield makeup yesterday was good, but. I think it'll just take time. Like, and I don't even agree with what you said, Phil. Like, I don't even think you've been that that bad. Like, had a couple of games where it's been a bit, mm, but you know, no, we've not been just... we've been poor. We've been not in, not in terms of the results, but in terms of how we played the game. Yeah, but I not, think it's not been good football. No, but I think there's there's different ways to look at it. It's like sometimes the football's not good, but you don't concede. So if you're winning a game and you don't concede, it's not like where like some of the United results or like when we talk about Spurs. Like they, yeah, they won, but they look so messy and sloppy and they're conceding <laughs> mad goals. Yeah, yeah. Conceding mad goals, conceding mad chances. 
like it's not really happening with 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 Chelsea and um, yeah. top of the league, like, and it's not clicked yet. That's a fantastic place for, to be when everything's yeah. not clicked yet. So, I think, I think I don't think there's nothing mad to worry about. I agree with what you said as well about Mendy. Um, I, I think he's fantastic. I think that's probably last couple of seasons. That's probably up there, top maybe even top five signings last few seasons mm, mm. for the price that he costs the impact that he's had on the team I think as a goalkeeper I don't, he's not bad at anything and mm. you know when you look at some other keepers they're great shot stoppers they're not good with their feet or they don't come on the area or they don't communicate they're not allowed and like he, he's, he does everything right that's very rare as a keeper mm. so I, I don't know why people don't talk about him up there well for me personally he's easily one of the best keepers in the world and I think mm. he is world class in my opinion I have to agree man I have to agree and yeah like, I agree with what you said about Loftus-Cheek as well man I think it's good it's one thing with Tuchel what I think anyway what I've noticed is since he's been there I think he's been prepared to give everyone a chance yeah 100% but, I think if if any players, you know, sometimes players are like oh no, game time and they moan about game time and not being given opportunities and things like that. I think, I think he's just used the whole squad. Like he's mm. used everyone yeah. that's available to him, and it's up to you whether you take your chance when you've been given it. Some players, I don't know what you think, but I I, I don't think Zaitch is if that's how you pronounce his name. I don't think he's been good enough since he's come to Chelsea. But no, he hasn't. He hasn't. Players, but I think most other players that have been given opportunities, they've taken them and they've done well. And I think he's he's doing really well, man. Yeah, I need to see more of that as well. Because I think, obviously, that was a bad injury that he got. And coming back from that, obviously went out on loan. Fulham, I think the Fulham loan was a good move for him as well. Yeah. But yeah, he's sustained, he sustained his, his, um, his right, obviously, to play in that, that team um, mm. against Brentford as well. But yeah, we had some key players missing as well. We have to think, I think yeah. Mason Mount came on. Like I mentioned, Rudy Silva as well. Um, Kai Havertz came on at some point in the game. So there were some absentees as well. And I kind of expected it to be a difficult game regardless of who played at the back. Obviously, Reese James didn't start either. So um, yeah, it was, for me, it was, three points is three points at the end of the day. And I think, I know what you're saying, Jesse, in terms of like you don't concede and all that, but I'd, I'd like to see a bit more better football from us, but maybe just from a fan perspective, I get obviously three points is three points and we're not conceding, but just no, from a Chelsea but, fan perspective, I want to see some less sloppiness, I think. There's a lot no, of no, sloppiness. No. I, no, I know what you're saying, but I, I just feel like a lot of the performances have actually been good. Like, well, the ones I've seen live anyway, the games that I've watched, they're playing yeah. well, they're playing good football, they're moving it well, it's fluid, there's runners. Like, it's got everything you want in a in a performance for a team to play well and some, sometimes like certain games it just doesn't happen like that and Brentford to be fair everyone's had it difficult playing them home yeah, so yeah. it's not like it's not like anyone's slapped them four or five nil yet this season and they've had like an easy stroll in the park like, they've, no, they're they've gonna made, do a, they're going to do damage to a lot of teams this season mm, I think mm. yeah they, they've made loads of teams work extremely hard mm. this season so I think I think it's a good result man you're not going to play yeah. you, like even a Man City don't play like Great every game, like they, they, uh, they I don't have every game. But the, what I've watched every Chelsea game this season, I can tell you from now that we have not played brilliant football this season. Even though we haven't conceded and we get the three points or whatever, the, the, the 
if you speak to Chelsea fans, they'll tell you that the performances haven't been to the standard that as a Chelsea fan you'd want them to be, regardless yeah. of the three points or the clean sheets. But it's just something hasn't been clicking, and especially in midfield as well. I've said that a lot, and a lot of a lot of Chelsea fans have said that. I think it's just one of those things that maybe it's the fact that obviously everyone's still kind of hyped up around the champion. If you speak to them, they're all talking about Champions League and this and that still. So they're still on that kind of hype on that. But you've got to forget all that now. And if they got to knock it down and start working because it was at some point the shit will hit the fan. It will hit the fan. So And uh, do you know what? The other thing you have to factor in, yeah, when if you're thinking about the performances, you've played all the top teams. So apart from... Um, I don't think that even matters though for me like, no, it's a big factor it, because if you've every, if you play, every game's going to be difficult this season for us for every every team I don't think I don't think no but what I'm saying teams. is no but what I'm trying to say is in them games they're going to be more difficult so it's going to be harder to play well and you've that, that's been majority of your games so far it's not like you've had a run like like United's where United's, yeah. like Leicester's the first big game that they've played so them games are always going to be a bit bitty a bit scrappy it's going to be tight it's going to be hard to play well in them games whereas now Got to run the games that, that you know, the performances should definitely pick up. So, I hope so, man. I hope so. I hope you're right, man. I can, yeah. I can see. I can see what T Dot's saying. It can go one of two ways, isn't it? If you if you get through your bad patch, win lots of games, or you win the majority of the games, and then you, you turn to form, great. But if you're looking at it thinking, yeah, we won, but the performance wasn't wasn't there. You're worried, aren't you, that at a point where you lose or you start drawing games, you can't you can't build that back up. And I think, yeah, then that would be a worry. And you're not looking at this Chelsea team thinking, especially the midfield, very good players. But you, you're concerned that one or two of them just ain't on point. You know, for example, you've got a Loftus-Cheek who's coming back. You're not really too sure what you might do. Kante's uh, might get injured, etc. You worry, don't you? If it, it could easily go mm. the other way, so you can see it on both I sides. Think, I think you got to look at it like Ben Chilwell scored the goal yesterday. Do you know what I mean? Like mm. great goal, but like just Ben Chilwell scoring goals that we're going to be looking forward to. We we need we need to be no, we need to be picking up picking up a lot of momentum in the next. They're not easy. Like, I hate that kind of term. They're easy games over the next couple of weeks, but oh, no, they're games that we should be. We're, we're not the underdog in them, so we should be beating every team. I think. From now until like the, I think like middle of November, I think we should be beating all them, or we should at least be beating them. But I don't know, man. Just take a game as it comes. Take a game as it comes, man. Do, do, do you know what it is? Do, do you know what it is? It's because Jesse Jesse would like to be saying, oh, you know, we beat Leicester yesterday and Luke Shaw got the winner, but we didn't play well. No, I'm not going to talk about us. But. You, bro, like you sound like you're like in a relegation scrap or something. Like, nah, I'm. You know what it is. The league, yeah. Like, for now, by one point, you, by one point, no, you're top it. of the league and you've played all the big, like the big games already. Like it's they not, don't bother. Big games don't bother me. It's the other games, like uh, the game, like Brentford. Who no yeah, disrespect to them, but them, they're the game. Yeah, won. I know, I know. But I'm talking. Uh, uh, let's talk about like a Watford, for instance. We, I could see us losing to a Watford. Do you get know what I'm saying? Like them, them games are to me are harder than the top them top teams. No, every game we we always perform against like a Liverpool or a, 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 maybe not City this season, but you know what I mean. In terms of them, Tottenham, all of them kind of teams, we always play well against them. When we come to like a Villa or someone like that, we fuck up, and it's them kind of games that worry me when we play the way we played against Brentford because we don't we but, don't play like. Do you know what I mean we lose to also, them? But remember as well, like all these guys just come back from international duties and away games. 
There's a lot of factors. It's, it's a good. It's a good three points, bro. Like, I'm happy, man. Not, I'm smiling, man. I'm happy. This is what happens when you when you when you support a team that has higher standards. No, you know, you should have high standards, but I'm, I don't know. The games, I've not seen every Chelsea game this season, but I watched the game yesterday. I watched pr- quite a few of their games and I've not seen a bad performance yet, but look, it's, you know. Listen, top we're top of the, of the league. league. I'll, I'll take that. I'll take That's the top big, of the yeah, league. Top of the league and you three goals, con- three and goals I- conceded. Yeah, that. but the, and what, the reason why I say that it's good to, to be where you are, having played who you've played, is that there's okay, there's no easy games, but now you can experiment. Now now, now you can like solidify this Werner Lukaku partnership. They can try and do different things. You can work on different yeah, options. I, I hear you, man. You know, I hope, it, I hope it comes. I hope it comes into 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 to, to true existence, man. I hope we can obviously get them both playing well up front. But I've got to be on. I've got to be on. No, yeah, you got to speak how you see it. But I, yeah, I just man. think it's, I think it's a good position to be in, and I think the team are playing reasonably well at the moment. So, but to Brentford, obviously, but they 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 played excellent yesterday, man. They worked their socks off. They tried their hardest to get a goal. They really tried, you know. They created a lot of good chances, but it just wasn't their day, man. But if they continue to play like that in the way that they have so far, mm. they should be safe this season. Oh, yeah, they'll be fine. But yeah, I think they'll be all right. Speaking into the future, I don't want to, like, obviously, not trying to piss off no Brentford fans and that, but they give me, and not, not in terms of the style of play, but they kind of remind me of, like, situations we've seen before where teams come up, no one really knows about them, they hit the ground running and they're flying and they get loads of points early. So they stay up and then the next season they have that real like second season syndrome where they just really? like, like they get found out. Get... Yeah, Sheffield United, Hull, Ipswich. There's loads, loads yeah. of those like kind of teams that we've seen over the years. Like, so that's, that's just in the back of my mind. Obviously, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens with them. But yeah, they're, at the moment, they've been fantastic. So should, we, should we move on to a team that is in a, an interesting situation? So they're, they're the richest club in the world. But they're in a relegation scrap at the moment. Obviously, Newcastle <laughs> lost. They lost. They lost three two today to to Spurs. Who are quietly going about their business. Um, was it? In, it was an interesting game. I'm gonna throw this one at you, Jesse. Actually, what was your thoughts on the on the game and the result and Steve Bruce? All, all of that stuff. All of that. Well, we'll see. Obviously, congratulating him for a thousand games now in charge. As a manager, that's fantastic. Um, majority of that seems... Not joking. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think you can't get away with it for a thousand games in football, man. Um, it's like what we said last week about him. He's good at what he's there to do. Like He's good. To, he can take a team from the Championship, bring them to the Prem, stay there. Or he can get a team in the Prem and stay in the Prem. That's That's been his whole career as a manager and he's been good at doing that. And he's and he's done that, and um, yeah, I, I feel like you know, it's, it's, he's in an unfortunate position, isn't it? As well, where you look at like clubs taking over in the manner that they have, and now they're looking at like much better managers than him, and you know, he dealt with the press the way I probably would have dealt with it if people were asking me them stupid questions and trying to chat to me like that. I would have, I would have stuck it on them as well. 
And but yeah, look, the result on the day was expected. Like you know, Spurs ain't been the best this season, but Spurs are better than Newcastle. And obviously, yeah, they concede the typical Spurs kind of goal like earlier on. Um, great finish by Wilson, but yeah, they just they just obviously folded. The, the Ndombele's goal was good. Mm. I thought the was it Son's goal that that moved the intricacy of that move the play that was excellent. Um, Kane's goal was good as well. It's good for him to you know finally scored joining the scoring party in October. Um, it's good for his confidence. Hopefully, he can get a few more. Um, for Spurs but um, <laughs> I thought I thought Spurs do you know what yeah they got the win oh, but it's just a proper Spurs performance I don't is it is it fair to still to still knock them though they're, they're fifth in the table they've got five wins out of eight they're quietly going about their business despite all the negativity from their own fans and other fans is that, I, is that a bit quite, harsh on them um, quietly is not a word you can use when you concede the goals that they're conceding. But yeah, if you're saying wins, then yeah, they're getting the wins. But they're fifth. Yeah. They're fifth in the table. Yeah, yeah, yeah. they only won. Yeah, but you know the way the chances that they concede and you know yeah, okay, they're fifth. No, but I'm, just, of- I'm just, I'm just saying, I'm just. They're fifth. They've scored nine. They've got. They're they're above United, Arsenal, Leicester at the moment. Obviously, it's early days. But I just mean, is is the criticism from all of us? By the way, is that warranted? Given, are they actually that? Are they that bad? Like, I'm not. I'm not saying they're not. I'm just. I'm asking, defensively, I'm just I'd asking. say yes, they are. Defensively, they're bad. They're poor. Poor defensively. But Look, they they are where that's that's where that's what they're aiming for. That's their season is to finish fifth. Um, like that's 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 the best that they're gonna do. They're not breaking the top four. I'll, I'll say that on here. They're not breaking the top four. But if they fifth to you know for them that's progression. They're in the Conference League. Fifth will get them Europa League football. It's a move in the right direction for them. So you know, good for them, isn't it? Like you know, they'll go from Thursdays to Thursdays. And yeah, I, I think I think I think they are poor though, and I think again this goes back to what I'm trying to say about Chelsea, but in a different, I suppose, in a bit of a different context that they're fifth. But if you look at the way they're playing, they're not playing good football. No, they're, they're and this is the difference though, where I think Chelsea are actually playing good football. In majority of the games that I've seen, mm. these lot are winging it, and like he doesn't. I'm not saying that they're winging it in terms of like performances but he doesn't know his best team yet and look I'm not even I'm not even um, slating the manager he's not had enough time with these players yeah. Yeah. I'm not really going to get onto him too much but you know has Ali been good this season and Dobele was good today and I like him as a player but he's not really been at it this season Eric Dier Dier whatever. dreadful again today Romero is looking a bit He's risky. He's very risky today as well. Yeah. That 50 million is looking a bit like, you know, in The Simpsons when um, the guy sells the monorail. It's it's looking, the things flying off. Flying <laughs> off. Romero's looking a bit monorail-ish, you know. But um, look, we have to see what happens with them. Obviously, the, the Golden Boys scored today. So if he can, like, you know, get his groove back, 
maybe, you know, they can solidify fifth. Can I, I'm going to ask this at um, T-Dot. Do you see Newcastle staying up this season? Boy. No, no, like, it's just, t- no, it's, it's, no. It's a genuine question, yeah. No, no, it's a genuine uh, response. It depends, because yeah. I think the way that Steve Bruce looked at the end of the game, he obviously knows his time's done. I think they kept him in. No, no, and I'm not, I'm not taking no, no, a piss. I think, I think they kept him in to allow him to have that thousand game at Newcastle. And you look at, you looked at him, he looked like a, he looked like he knew they would have had that conversation already. Like I said on the last episode with him already, this is my opinion anyway, that they would have said that to him. So I think it depends who they bring in next. For me personally, they, they potentially have enough to stay up in terms of squad, but it depends who they bring in. And if they keep Steve Bruce, which I doubt they they will, then to me, yeah, they, they go down with Steve Bruce in charge. But I think, I think that was his last game. I think he knew that the, book, the, the new owners would have known that. It just depends who they bring in. If they bring in someone who can sustain, I think I said it last, last, last episode, if they bring in someone who's top manager, which I don't think they will, but they can bring in a top manager now, they stay up 100%. If they bring in someone that can steady the ship, they should stay up because they've got enough about them. Watching them today, uh, although they lost, they actually played all right. They didn't play, they didn't play bad. They didn't play, obviously, Shelby, come on. Got, I think Shelby... Sure. He's yeah, on like, for 23 I minutes. Oh, that's is that how I was, was going to ask how long it was? Yeah. There was, there was two stupid fouls. Plays like that, plays like that will be moved on anyway. Cause, but um, St. Maximum, brilliant player, man. I, I'm, sur- I surpri- I'm surprised he's still at Newcastle because he, I haven't really watched him as much as I, I, sh- I potentially should have, but he's definitely someone that, like a top kind of you know, mid-table team should be coming no, in for him because he, yeah, he's he's brilliant, man. Watching him proper today and his movement, his strength, everything. He's just everywhere. He's, he's defending, he's tracking back, he's, he's at the other end. So he's he's one of them players that they, Newcastle would be stupid if they didn't keep him while they're doing that transitional period over the next 18 months or whatever. I, I think with him, I think the only reason he's still there is just consistency. I don't mm. think it's ability. I don't think it's anything like that there's no I have no questions about him as a player like where he can do it at a, at a better team at a European team he can I think the difference with him and maybe other players is just consistency and I think that's what he's got obviously adding to his game and once he has if he has that then he's a top he's a European player and I think in terms of what you just said about the transition if he gets the consistency he'll be there at the end of he'll probably still be there when yeah you know, I, I think he can I think he can yeah, when all the top players Ooh. eventually come there, he's good enough to to be with them. But yeah, I was reading, I was reading earlier um, in terms of obviously they've been linked to loads of different managers. Obviously, they've been linked to Campos, the guy that was at Lille, the director of football, yeah. that obviously brought all the players into Lille to help them win the league. And he was the guy that was at Monaco as well. He's been linked with Newcastle. I mean, if he goes there, that's a fantastic signing. That's 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 probably as good as any players that they're going to sign. And then they've got, they said that there's 50 million to spend in January, which we, if you go by a financial fair play, which I've seen the figures, they can actually spend 190 million in, in January. So if they get a top manager, if they get Campos in and get a top manager in and they just start spending, they're definitely not going down. And I, yeah, I, I agree, man. I think, um, unfortunately for Steve Bruce, man, his goose is cooked and he'll be out the oven. And they're, they're definitely going to get a new manager in there. 
I I think they I don't, I don't think now is the time just to bring in not say a top manager. I don't know they're in a relegation battle. They need a manager that that knows that end of the league at the moment, whether it's a caretaker or someone who is from that relegation battle to even it's gonna sound a bit mad, but even if you just bring in Sam Allardyce at the end of the season, I know I know it sounds silly, but if you we know when he brings no no listen, listen. When 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 he brings in players because it doesn't matter short-termism, but you bring in a Conte, what are you expect him to do in half a season when that team's got three points? And that is a championship team, by the way. When has Conte ever taken a team of that nature to greater height no, in, in that I, context? This is just to, as to an be, example. No, but to be honest, I don't think Big Sam's needed. And I think they can just get a top manager because... I think this they, is different because you're talking about different money here now. This, is, this, this money is... Through the stratosphere, like this is not normal situation for a manager to come in, like and be able to spend 190 million in January. Like, yeah, they're, they're not. not they're not. They're not going to. I'm just talking realistically. They're probably going to spend about 50. I, I but, think they need a manager that they, that can use that squad of players to get the most out of them. A but that's the thing. Manager, even if, but even if you're being realistic, no manager is going to come in just to do that when they know what they're going to get sacked afterwards. Situation is. Yeah. Then why would they do that? I think managers definitely would come in. Do you know how big that bonus? For me, I'm just saying, you can bring in a top manager and you're hopeful that a top manager will be able to deal with that and sort all of that out. Like, you know, like Pochettino did when he came in at Southampton. For me, he's a top manager. and But he, he came from Espanol. So I feel like they need someone that can come in and work with players that aren't that good. They, they've, they're on three points after eight games. Do you know? Let me, let me, not let gonna, me ask you this. But yeah, remember, if, just, hold on for you. Just remember, we're eight games in. I know they're on three points. If they sack a manager now, he's got now till January to work with these these players. Then he's got January to buy players. Then he's got Tom May. Yeah, he, they're not they're not but getting relegated. Let's let's if say they do get relegated, now. and like you're saying, um, like Kieran, just to bring in someone to steady the ship. But then they get relegated. Could you see a top manager going into the championship and, and bringing them back up? Or like this is but this is this is my point. That's why it so makes they may as well get the top manager in now to avoid that relegation, and then they can build. Because don't forget, they've got this 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 whole thing that they want to do for the next three seasons. If they go down a season, that delays everything for a year in terms of that that plan that they've got. So they obviously need to get someone in that they can. I get what you're saying. You want someone who's, yeah, who, who's yeah, I, I, got an experience of getting things out of the thing, but, but I don't think they're going to be there come January. I don't think me, the way we played today. Let me just finish that one second. The way they played today, they won't be there come the end of the season, uh, come, come January. They won't be there if they play like that. And I think what, what you're saying like in the relegation zone, or they, sorry, just to clarify, like they won't, if they play like the way they play today, they won't be in the bottom three. They won't be in the bottom okay. three to play like that. You gotta remember some of these players now, they know that there's money on the line. Do you know what I mean? That the the big money's coming in. So they're gonna start playing. And whoever they bring in, they're gonna play for that manager as well. That's my but opinion. I, 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 think, I think I think that wasn't the issue though. I think those players do play for Steve Bruce. Like we've seen it last season. Yeah. I, I I think they're not good enough. I think a lot of those players are like think Mankio. For example, he, he's not good enough in the Prem. Uh, but you Murphy. say that, you say that, yeah. But Rafa bought Mankio, so he's been there a while, yeah. Yeah. All these guys have been there for Bruce for the last two, three seasons. They've they survived, so they are good enough to be in the league. 
but I think when you, if you look at it properly, like why did they? It depends on your your perspective as to why. I think they survived because other other teams fell apart, or they they just happened to be worse. I think this is a strong league or a uh, strong uh, lots of strong teams in the league. So yeah. the way the, the way I see it, I think Watford will go down. I think that whole managerial change is, is going to kill them because they're not going to buy players. Norwich are down already, so it is one place. They could stay up, but my thing is, don't bring like a. I use Sam Allardyce just as an example, but I'd say bring in a manager who, like, is a is a top coach, but doesn't need to be a top manager that's going to win you the league right now. I think right now they just need someone who's going to coach them players and get them finishing sixteenth, seventeenth, just stay in the league. So, so I wouldn't say just bring in a top guy person. He's not Steve Bruce. See, Bruce, for me, he's not that kind of manager, though. I think he's been extremely lucky. He's kept lucky. him up, though. He's already but kept him up. Yeah, but that's like saying, like, Di- Roberto Di Matteo is a world-class manager because he won a Champions League. It's not, like, it's it's, not it's, the same, it's, though, because no, it's, Bruce it's has con- literally kept them up the last two seasons. Yeah, so but, by what you're saying, they might as well keep him. No, well, my, my thing is, if you're going to sack him, make sure you've got someone lined up. If you're going to sack him, not bring anyone in, that's also that's suicide in terms of the league. My, my thing is just... Steve Bruce, when you look at it, I feel there were lots of factors that really worked in his favour that got him quite lucky to still be in the league. I think in a in a and again we can talk about ifs and buts, but I don't think he got them, he kept them in the league through skill. I just think it was just very good fortune, to be fair. There's a lot of teams that he ended up beating last season by sheer luck. Like you look at the results, the stats, you watch the games. It wasn't because Newcastle had a surge and they were just suddenly a better team. They were just quite fortunate. So I, I don't know. But personally, I don't think those players... Mankia was very good uh, for Newcastle when Rafa signed him. He's not very good now. A lot no, of I, I, no my point... I wasn't saying he was very good. My point I was making was like him and loads of other these, some of these players, they've been there for a long time now. And they're keeping Newcastle in the league. And so is Bruce. So I, I just feel like it was... I'm looking at it like if they're going to replace him, they might also just go and get a, a top manager. And when I say top, it don't have to be a Conte. There's loads of top managers that will take them to another level. But just getting another guy to come in and stabilise the ship and all that generic stuff. Yeah, but that wasn't... That was was just, it was just, just to bring in someone not like your... You know, you're going to bring like a Pellegrini so you can go to a Pep. Do you know what I mean? Like just someone who's good but has managed at that kind of lower level. Because I think that's Yeah, but Pellegrini's right the top manager. <sighs> He's, 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 he's one trophy. He's, he's a he's, top manager. Yeah, he's a very good manager. Do you know what I mean? But he was he was he he hasn't done the things they wanted. What Pep was doing or what Klopp is doing? Like he, he's not on that level. Do you know what I mean? He's just not like I'm talking about these guys in the Wenger, Jose, uh, Rafa kind of levels. Like Pellegrini came and did very well, won a league, won a couple of cups, but that was never going to be sustainable. And we've seen like he, he felt, anyway, we're going to a different conversation. I'm just saying for them, that squad and the situation they're in, I will just bring in a manager who is very good, good coach, might not be your, your end game, but can keep them up because they need, how many points they need? They need another like 12 wins to stay up effectively. Yeah, it's too early. It's eight games in and there's loads of teams not playing that well right now. I think whoever comes in now, they don't even have to be a manager that is just going to come in to keep the team up. It's so early in the season that I don't think they need to worry about that. I think they can get away with just getting a very good manager in, um, play, you know, implementing a new style of play, changing the fortunes, and then buying players in January, and they'll probably finish like comfortably mid-table. I don't think they need to worry about... I, don't, I just don't think they're going to get relegated, man. 
And like what Fiora said, the way they played yesterday, the way the stadium is absolutely bouncing, look, even the average players are going to like squeeze out an extra 10, 15% now with the way that the atmosphere is in, in the ground right now. So I, I don't really feel like they need to do the big Sam or like go down that, that, that route. They don't need to do that, man. Like they can just get a Pellegrini, a Poch, anyone like that. Even Eddie Howe, like they can get someone like that. Bring play that's, good that's, football. That's my point. That's I'm I'm talking more about like Eddie Howe though. Like he he knows that battle. He's <laughs> yeah, not, from he's Allardyce not... to Eddie Howe, quick man. No, 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 no. But I, 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 I said I said an Allardyce. But like Eddie Howe, he know he knows what's involved in that. He knows the. Do you know what I mean? Look, one, no, but, but look, I, I, this is, yeah. no. But what my point I'm trying to make here is that. I think we need to move away from like old school thinking, isn't it? Like this ain't a this ain't a normal situation. Like they've got think or fix on the manager's name. I just meant I just meant more. No, I'm not fixing the manager's name. I'm talking. No, I'm not fixing the manager's name. I'm talking about the whole situation. Like I think people are talking about like big red Yeah, like people talking about this like it's going to take long or like it's going to take time. It's not going to take long. It's not going to take time. All this stuff is blown out the window with the amount of money that they've got. Like, so they don't need to move slow with anything. They can just get a very good manager in now and just start signing players in January. They're going to be nowhere near relegation budget by May if they do that. But if they do, if they play the slow game, get, get someone in to solidify things and all that, that's the thing that might get them relegated. Whereas if they just spend and bring a top manager now, they'll be fine. Like it's unprecedented money, man. They, if they do that 190 mil rather than 50 mil. I think you just said 190 is what they potentially can spend up to. Yeah, from yeah, because because they also going to do that. Ashley, because Ashley wasn't spending any money the last yeah, few years. Yeah, their financial fair play yeah. is in a very good situation, so they can spend loads. Like this ain't gonna. I don't know, man. Maybe I'm just looking at it a different way, but I just don't think this is like. I think it, I, I do think it will take a bit situation. of time. I think it will take time. I do think it will, it will, when I say time, I'm talking two years from now, I can see them pushing top four European, looking to win the league kind of thing in the next two seasons. But I think that has to still be like transitional, but I think they should bring in a manager that can do that now rather than wait. Because I think if you're going to wait, you get relegated. That just derails your whole plan for a season. You're playing championship football and you've got a billionaire who's your owner. <laughs> that's, that's mad to me, but... But, but that's the, only, the, only, the, the last thing I was going to say because I know we need to move on was it's not the same situation but Wolves you look at them for example they could still attract big players they steamrolled that league if they had Newcastle type money they came up you, you're not getting big players going in the championship but Wolves did it they got Ruben Nevers like the he wasn't big this. he wasn't big when they got him yeah, Newcastle, but, Newcastle competing with Liverpool and City for players. None of them are going in the Championship, even if like, there's an expectation that they'll get to the Premier League the next season. I feel like Ruben Nevers Liverpool. was a big, and they'll pick up all the big, like they, like Jesse said last time, the project players will they'll they'll get superstars because they're coming up, and then the next season they'll probably be challenging for top six anyway. But you just said it yourself, though. This is not the same money. Like I think this is the thing everyone has to remember with this one, yeah. This is not the same as anything we've seen before. Like they're worth like over three hundred billion. Like this is not going to be like some slow, steady. Oh, let's bring in like these type of players to get out of the championship. Let's bring in these to get to the top half. They don't even need. They can they can skip so many stages with 
with their sheer amount of resources. Bruce will be gone by Wednesday. That's the final thing. No, he will. He'll be gone by Wednesday, man. And they'll they'll have someone in. Maybe I can't remember the guy's name that's there now as the caretaker for the weekend. Danella points someone, and it'll be someone big as well. It'll be a big name. It'll be someone that's going to be big, and they're going to start. Their, they're going to start planning projects and whatever all these words that people use now. They're going to they're going to start doing that. They're not going to wait. There's no point waiting. But that's the other thing as well. You, what you have to factor in. Remember, big managers as well bring players with them too. Like their yeah. name attracts players. So once they get a big a, a top manager in, or a manager that people know plays a certain style of football or has a certain level of success, players will come with him. So yeah, I, I think I think it's it's early enough in the season to not be worried about relegation because two wins takes them to mid table. So as soon as you bring in change the manager, you get the new manager bounce anyway. Then you bring in, <laughs> adding add the manager that's actually a top manager and then spend in January. It'll be no, fun. Fair, fair. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like we, we've run out of time. We were going to talk Arsenal Palace, but... Um, no, we can like, quickly do that, man. Got, Let's quickly do that. Got that All right. I'm going to mute myself for that one. Let's go to the um, big Palace fan, Jesse, for this one. What's your thoughts on the game? <sighs> It's <laughs> tired line. Um, you got the floor, man. <laughs> so, so we was, bro. No, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's a good game. I think it's fifty fifty. Palace oh. are playing well at the moment. It's a fifty fifty. No, it is, if man. If you've watched Palace this season, no, it's a fifty fifty. Yeah, yeah, I don't know Palace if you have. Go but... above Arsenal. I know you yeah. have, but yeah, I've watched. I've watched Palace. I've watched Palace. They play yeah, so I, I think it's fifty fifty. Um, obviously. Arsenal should be historic favourites, but not the way they've been playing at the moment. Not especially not the way they played against Brighton. So, yeah, I think it's going to be an interesting game, man. But I, I do, I expect Palace to win, but you know we we'll have to see what happens. Big occasion for Patrick Vieira going back to Arsenal as well. But I think I think you're right. I think off the back of the the way that Palace played. They've been putting some good performances this season as well. Been I've been impressed with um Edward. I think he's been brilliant as well. Obviously Zaha as well. But yeah, man, I'm, I think I'm looking oh. forward to it. Wait, I'm sorry, they're Arsenal at home, aren't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's at Emirates. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um Yeah, well draw then. <laughs> <laughs> I I'm gonna say I feel the home advantage. I think we'll, nah, help, draw. we'll help Arsenal. No, and um no, look, obviously there's a bit shaky against Brighton, but, you know, I think I think for Arsenal, obviously, it just depends on when the, if the young boys are playing well, isn't it? Like, you know, with Smith-Rowe, Odegaard and, and Saka, if they're playing well, then, you know, they're, they're a nightmare for a lot of teams at the moment, the way that they're playing. So, yeah, we have to see. But the way that they played against Brighton is a bit questionable, man. But, yeah, we have to see. I feel Arsenal will take the points um, when when they play. I feel I feel like they might have too much of Palace in in the middle, just the way that they move the ball and, and maybe down the down the wings as as well. Um, Palace do play nice stuff, but I, I do worry about their ability to actually get results at this moment in time, and that's why I feel away to Arsenal. Arsenal got a good record against Palace, I know historically, but. I, I can see them getting getting the win there, particularly if um, you know, like you said, Jesse, the right players turn up. So um, I, w- I wouldn't be surprised to see a, a quite a clear Arsenal win. 
Fair play. Fair play, but um, yeah, it's been pretty much similar in results. And I think, yeah, if they win, they'll be on the same amount of points. So I don't think, yeah, I, I still think it's a 50 50, man, to be quite honest with you. But yeah, we just have to see. We have to see. I think it'd be a very good game. Yeah, yeah, I hear that. Well, um, obviously, we'll see. We'll discuss it. I think Arsenal are, are first up in uh, the next round of games as well. I think they play again on Friday. Got a, got a load of big games. We've got Man United, Liverpool next week. Got London Derby, West Ham, Tottenham, which you know will be fiery. Chelsea surely will stay top of the table. They're playing uh, the whipping boys Norwich. Um, but obviously, everyone, thank you for, uh, for tuning in. Let us know your thoughts. You can follow us on at the PTTW podcast. Um, and you can obviously hear me and uh, I know you guys are laughing. I've got it right today. I'll check you before I came on. Um, you, can, you can hear obviously me, me uh, Jesse and T-Dot um, debate and, and disagree on more things next week as well. So thank you for tuning in. <laughs>